Are you the CEO of your life in biz? I'm Emily Alderson, and I'm on a mission to elevate the beauty industry one success story at a time. If knowledge is power and seeing is believing, imagine what could happen if you expanded your mind to the possibilities. What kind of shift could you make happen? This is Stories with Stylists. Welcome to another episode of Stories with Stylist. I'm excited to have our guest here, Charlie, today. She has a really cool story about, um, well, ultimately what she's ended up doing is helping you take care of yourself because we all know in this industry, it is physically demanding and emotionally exhausting. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, is that like put your gas mask on before you can assist others? kind of thing. Exactly. That's what we're going to be talking about. Yep. So welcome, Charlie. Thanks for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So first question for everyone, where are you from and what led you to cosmetology? Yeah. So I actually do hair in a town called Redmond, which is right outside of Seattle, Washington. And um, I actually, I got into cosmetology late in the game. I was 28 when I went to beauty school. Um, as a kid, I'd grown up an athlete and always thought I wanted to do something like in athletics. So I actually got into personal training straight out of college and um, did that for, oh my gosh, I don't know, however many years until I realized this kind of like wasn't really for me, like getting up at 4.30 in the morning to go like put, you know, just person after person. It was like 12 people, you know, straight in a row day after day. Um, just putting them through their workouts, you know, just early mornings and just grinding it out all day. I just was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, this isn't my passion. Like I love fitness for myself and I love encouraging other people to do it, but like standing there and watching someone do squats or walk on a treadmill, run on a treadmill, like that was so just boring to me. And so I was like, I get ready. I was like, oh, this is, absurd. I need to do something else. So um, yeah, I kind of went around with like eyes wide open. I was like, okay, if I am going to do something for the rest of my life, I need to make sure that I am madly in love with it. So what the heck is that, right? It's one of those, you know, do what you love and the money will come or do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I was just like, what the heck do I love? I don't know. Um, And it was kind of funny, actually, one of my personal training managers had gone and gotten a haircut and he's ex-military so he's rocking like the high and tight like hairy haircut and I had kind of actually made fun of him a little bit I was like oh rocking the high and tight looking good (laughs) and he like totally laughed at me and was like oh my gosh girl that's what we love about you every time somebody changes their look you compliment them on it and I was like oh wait a minute that's my thing like it is hair I'm obsessed with hair I'm always looking at people's hair I'm always just was even when I was in the salon getting my own hair done I was obsessed with watching the other stylists doing the hair blow drying cutting coloring everything I was just obsessed with watching the whole process go down and I was like that's what it is that's what I have to do and so I did I ended up um researching there was a um uh, cosmetology school in my area that did a three day a week program 
So I was able to personal train on the days I wasn't going to school. So I would go to school Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then I would personal train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I did that for a year until I got through my cosmetology program. And then once I graduated, I ended up actually the gym that I worked at is more like a health club. It actually had a salon within the gym. So I ended up working at that salon. How funny. Um, What was the feedback around kind of your support team in changing careers or going to cosmetology school? What would people say about it? Um, you know, it's interesting. My mom actually was like, oh, finally. And I was like, really? what? what? Yeah, I had no idea. She's like, I knew you'd always get into it. And I'm like, really? Like, I didn't know that. How did you know that? She's like, because I'm your mother. And my husband was like all for it. He was, oh God, were we married at the time? We got married like right before I went to cosmetology school. So as I'm like making this, this decision, he, we're engaged at this point and he was just, all about it. He's like, do, go do what you love. Like, you're going to be miserable if you're not doing what you love. Um, And so he was super supportive of the whole thing. I had, you know, it's funny, I've heard so many stories where, you know, people say they announce they're going to cosmetology school and everyone's like, oh, that's sad. Right. But everyone in my life has been so supportive. It was actually, it was it was nice. It was nice to, to be supported and to like have, you know, people want me to do what I love. Did you feel um, your age, I guess I should say, in school? Because I started a little bit later too. And I it was definitely like, <laughs> these people are oh real God. young. <laughs> okay. Legit. Because I was 28 when I was in school. Yeah. So most of the girls that are there are like 18. And I remember like, I will never forget, there was a conversation I was having with a girl, and she had, like, just gotten a credit card for the first time, and she asks me, she goes, okay, so when does, like, the balance go back to zero, and I'm, like, when you pay it off, like, (laughs) how do you not know that, and then I realized, oh, because you're a baby, (laughs) it was just, you know, and then some girls, you know, when I was 28, and I was there, I knew it's because I was making a career move, and I wanted to, like, you know, be a legit hairstylist. I wanted to be the best of the best. And I wanted to have like a very, you know, strong, lucrative career. And, you know, I was going to make a thing out of this. And then you could see, you know, I don't know, maybe 75% of the other people were just like, yeah, you know, I'm just here to play with doll heads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to learn how to do, I like doing my own hair. So I'm going to go to beauty school. And they just, you know, they were young and they didn't take it seriously. And, you know, you just, you saw both. But yes, I definitely felt my age. <laughs> I think that was probably the first time in my life I was like, oh, I'm old. Right. <laughs> You're like, wait, when did that happen? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't feel old, but now, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> That's so funny. So you started working at the wellness center where you were. Was that mm-hmm. like an easy transition or were your, how did you break, break up with your fitness clients? Oh. Or were you still overlapping at some point? I overlapped a little bit. Like it went, so when I graduated from beauty school and I started working in the salon, I, I did a year of um, assisting of apprenticeship. So I would actually, I still had personal training clients from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And it, with that job, I was in this like blue, like personal training, like our uniform mm-hmm. that we had to wear. And then when we go down to the salon, 
I would have to, I would literally like run into a closet and I would like Superman change into like my black salon clothes. Yeah. Um, and then ironically enough too, like I, so my, I'm one of those stylists that has like a fake name, like Charlie is not my birth name. Right. So as a personal trainer in the blue outfit, I would have like my real name tag on. And then when Superman changed into my black clothes and went down to the salon, I had my Charlie name tag on. So people would literally see me at like 9.55 upstairs in my blue outfit with one name and then they'd see me in the salon like five minutes later in black clothes with a different name tag and they were like do you have a twin like I was confused <laughs> like it was it was so fun but um so I was so that year of apprenticeship I still was able to maintain a couple of my clients because like I said I would I would personal train from six to ten and then I would superman change and go down to the salon and I would work from ten to six as the as a, as a apprentice um oh, and so I was able to keep day. some of them but like most of, yeah very long day mm. yeah um but hey I guess you gotta hustle when you're chasing your dreams um but yeah so I would it was just kind of slow breakup and like as I was going like all of my personal training clients were aware of the fact that I was going to beauty school and that eventually like I would be leaving the fitness industry and then also I mean I had a team of there were like a hundred personal trainers and so I was able to take my clients and you know put them with other uh trainers that I thought they would you know mesh well with yeah so I know what's your actual name wait and how'd you how <laughs> wait why did you my make name. a new name <laughs> okay so my name my real name is Jamie um <laughs> but I know my real name is Jamie, but when I was going into the salon, they already had a hairstylist named Jamie. And so they're like, you have to pick a new name. And I'm like, okay. And so as a kid, my nickname was Mimi, but I was like, I don't think that sounds very professional. And like, I don't, and Mimi is actually kind of still too close to Jamie. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I was like, okay, like, what's my favorite movie? And I'm like, okay, my favorite movie is, is Dirty Dancing. And I'm like, wait, her name is baby I cannot go by baby that's absurd like no and so I was like what's my second favorite movie like Top Gun I'm like oh Charlie Charlie is like Maverick's love interest heck yeah I'm going by Charlie so I chose Charlie so funny my cousin is Kelly and she did the same thing when she went into her salon I think there may have been like two Kellys already working oh. there and so at the salon she went by Mackenzie and I remember like I met one of her clients or something and they said that I was like who's Mackenzie Who, <laughs> you know it wasn't even like her middle name or anything it was just completely made up and she, she did her made whole, it up. yeah she did her whole career that way too that so I just had to tangent because that made me laugh no it's totally fine it, like, it's so funny because people will find out that like Charlie's not real name and then they their number one question is always what does your husband call you and I'm like <laughs> he calls me by my name, like Jamie, like, I'm not, <laughs> like what? And then of course I always want to say something super appropriate and like come up with some weird nickname. Like he calls me sugar nipples or I, just something totally weird just to like throw them off. But I'm like, down, yeah. no, he calls me Jamie. Like it's cause that's my name. Yeah. But it, I, but I have now like created such an identity around Charlie that like, if we were in the salon and you were to call me Jamie, like it, it almost, it's almost offensive. Like I, it weirds me out. I'm like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not my name. Like I've just, 
latched on to Charlie's. I I don't know. It was cute. And sure some, you, so. <laughs> thank you. I like it. <laughs> Um, okay, so tangent. Um, do you feel like having done like a transition like that, it made it easier, like as you grew in your career, to have conversations like that with your um, your salon clients? Like, I'm going to be transitioning, or I'm changing my days, or I'm moving on because you'd kind of practiced it. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much actually about my personal training career in general has helped me in the hair world, just whether or not it is learning how to deal with all sorts of different clients on a day to day. Cause you know, you get, you know, Susie Q in your chair for a haircut and she is super happy and bubbly and just the best thing on earth. And then right after that, you have like a balayage with like Bertha, who is just the most negative, you know, you're on earth. And so you have to learn how to kind of adapt your personality and make the best out of both situations, as well as, yeah, there's, um, you know, having the conversations with my personal training clients, um, you know, as a personal trainer, there are times where your rates go up, you know, okay, I used to charge $10 an hour. Now I'm charging $20 an hour and which those are not actual prices, but whatever, um, <laughs> as an example. Um, you know, and so you, I had to learn how to have that conversation, which has definitely helped me as a stylist, especially an independent stylist now that I'm out on my own in my own salon suite, when I give myself a raise, you know, Hey, just so you know, you know, today your haircut was 75, but when you come back in January, it's going to be 80. And it's, and so it has, you know, a lot of just the hard conversations and, you know, hard conversations as like as a personal trainer, you know, I was 24 years old talking to these 48 year olds and I'm like, you're not doing your homework. You are supposed to be working out, eating healthy, drinking your water, getting enough sleep. You're not doing any of that. And so I feel like I'm like scolding my mother at that point, sure. which was really uncomfortable as a quote unquote child of 24 to like be scolding these older people that are super successful in their careers and they've got everything together, but they can't take care of themselves. And so, though, learn, you know, having those conversations, you know, younger in a different career has helped me have hard conversations with my clients now behind the chair. So it's, it's funny because people are, you know, will say to me like, wow, like personal training and hair, it's so different. And I'm like, actually, no, I learned a lot from dealing with personal training clients and building my personal training business. It has definitely transitioned over into my hair world 100%. Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. It's a personal connection type thing. You still have to teach them how to maintain things at home. Yeah. I'm sure you chat about your day and your kids and whatever. Yeah, appointment-based. Exactly, exactly. And then even just like a level of like learning how to have that personal connection and have those conversations, but at the same time, keep it professional, mm -hmm. right? I, I am a stylist. I think that's thinks that that is very important is there's always there always needs to be a little bit of buffer where you know you're not you're not my bestie we're not having that level of conversation I will talk to you about whatever you want but like it has to maintain a level of professionalism because then when it's time for me to say oh you know your balayage and your haircut and your treatment today are $350 they're not going to look at me and be like, but no, we're friends. Like, mm -hmm. give, give me the homie hookup. I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh, like, or I just told you that like my husband lost his job or whatever. And you're like, 
oh my gosh yes which that's heartbreaking and I feel for that person but it's not my responsibility to choose how you spend your money yeah so it's again yes my personal training background definitely helped me with that so when you were at the um yeah definitely when you were at the fitness salon you apprenticed and then did you end up working there as well and was it commission based or booth rental or how did that what did that look like Yep. So after a year of being an associate, I um, transitioned into being a full-time stylist and was a commission stylist. Yeah. And so because I had no experience, (laughs) I was the bottom of the totem pole. I was dirt cheap and had the crappy schedule and just, yep, had to work for it. Putting in work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the beautiful thing that that is, is um, you know, I was actually, I was able to grow a clientele quickly and I do attribute it to, well, a couple of things. I, I, I didn't transition any of my personal training clients into hair clients, but what I did do was do all of the personal trainers hair and I would do their hair on a discount, which they were getting a discount on dirt cheap prices. So, I mean, I was making no money off of them, but I would give them cute hair. They would then go train all of their clients. Mm-hmm. And then their clients would be like, who's doing your hair? And they're like, oh, Charlie in the salon. She used to be a trainer, but now she's doing hair. Like you should go see her. And then I started building my books that way. That is a great so I just, marketing technique. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't realize I was so smart at the time, but now looking back, I was like, that was a smart move. That was a totally. good move. Totally. Because like, and why? Think, well, there's like a big thing around like not discounting and not charging whatever. But I think when there's, when it's intentional, when you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing, it clearly can pay off, right? Yes. And it, yeah. And it, you know, I didn't, like discount everyone, but it was one of those like, okay, you know, we'll do, you know, your hair cut or your like, I don't know, your highlights for a color price or something like that. Um, but you need to tell all your clients like who you got, who did your hair. Like mm-hmm. here are my cards, hand them out. Cause that was- You were my billboard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, like you need to market it for me. But then when their clients would come in, I wouldn't discount their clients. Their clients right. like, full price yeah yeah, so it was just I picked I yeah it was like you said strategic that's perfect and what what at that point in time I don't know I'm not good with yours but um what was it like so did the salon just feed you clients or were you trying to like build an Instagram or a following on your own Instagram yeah this was like 2012 so Instagram was not a huge thing yet um and so it was more of a, the salon fed me clients, um, as well as I just marketed to all of my personal training friends and um, essentially their you know clients. It was kind of the trickle effect, um, and then just everyone you know I saw if they you know I always made sure my hair was like looking really good, and they were like, "Oh, your hair looks good." I'm like, "Well, thanks. I'm actually a hairstylist. Like, you should come see me." And I would just blab to everyone. And then also, so my husband is actually a personal trainer at the place I was working at. And so he would just talk to all of his clients about, oh yeah, you know, 
she's doing the hair thing now and it's going really well and like you should go see her or if like one of them would I'm like he's such a goober so he <laughs> like if they came in with like a new haircut or something he'd be like oh he's like I like your a-line bob and they'd be like what how do you know that he's like oh he's like my wife's in hair school and you know she's I'm helping her you know uh you know study or whatever and I'm like oh like so he was such a goober but he was amazing and he so he would feed me clients too nice I think yeah. there's still something too I mean obviously there's tons of program and um advice and things around like marketing with social media but don't you think like old school referrals will always be a thing here I am like super active on my Instagram and I'm constantly like posting and marketing myself on Instagram and still to this day my number one way of getting clients is just word of mouth referrals through my clients that are already in my chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Same. And I think the value is in having that as a portfolio, but yes, you know, it's just one of the many tools now I think we have to have. Totally. Totally. Like you need to have a legit website because people are going to like, okay. So if I were to tell you like, Oh, go see my hairstylist. Like you're not just going to be like, okay. And just call right. her and just make a blind appointment, right? You're going to research a lot. You're going to look up Instagram. So your Instagram needs to look good because people are going to look at it. People are going to research you on your website. So you need to have a decent looking website. Like people are going to research you online before they actually take, you know, their friend's recommendations. So you do need to have all of those for sure. But I still think that like the number one best way of getting people in your chair is through people that are already in your chair. Yeah. And, and ultimately like likely those are going to be your best clients either. You know, if you love your client and then her best friend comes in, there's a great chance you're going to love them too. There has been only, I can only think of maybe a handful of times where, you know, when sent in their bestie or their sister-in-law or somebody, and I've been like, oh, you guys are best friends. That's surprising because I love Janice, but I cannot stand you Martha or whoever like I'm like yeah. <laughs> but like in general like I said that's only a handful of times in general yeah if person one is cool then person two is cool too mm-hmm. I've only had it get a little dicey sometimes when I do like the whole family or like sisters or like husband and wife and sometimes it's like I know too much <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my gosh especially with the husband and wife you're like uh <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> like, like client hairstylist just confidentiality. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Set in the chair, we'll stay in the chair. <laughs> uh-huh. Hopefully. <laughs> Please don't let me slip right. anything. Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah they're like, we're, you're like, oh, how was your whatever? And they're like, how do you know about that? I'm like, oh. sorry. Wasn't I supposed to say that? My bad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so funny. And it's like fun of the job, though, I think. Like, I love connecting with clients in that way too you know just kind of getting to oh gosh, that's people. the best that's totally that's like the best part is I feel like doing the hair is kind of like I find great joy in it and I'm like oh look something pretty that I created like it's arts and crafts for me all day mm-hmm. but at the same time like the real like what can make it or break it for me is the person in my chair like if we're connecting and we're chit-chatting and we're having a good time and it's fantastic, like best day ever. But if yeah. it's someone that I don't really connect with or like I'm struggling with, you know, basically they're not my target market and I just have nothing in common with this person. I'm just like, ah, this was not a great day. Like it was fine. Like their hair was pretty, but uh, 
Yeah. Not, yeah. Not the best. Totally. And I think I that goes into like when you can hit that burnout zone. Don't you think? Girl. Yes. <laughs> it is, which is why like nice little plug there. You're welcome. Um, I actually ended <laughs> up yeah, thank you. Um, I actually created like a program. I've so I've created a an Instagram page called self-care stylist and I've created a program because that can 100% totally happen, right? Where it's like either you're staying late for your clients too often, you've got energy vampires in your chair, or maybe your form isn't correct, you're not standing properly, or you know, you're not taking a lunch break and eating throughout the day, you're not going to the bathroom throughout the day, you're not drinking water, which I know is super hard now that we have to wear masks 24 seven. So like all of these things can play into whether or not like, A, you have a good day, or B, you end up making this career like a long-term career. Because if your body breaks down or your mentality breaks down, like you're toast. Game Absolutely. Over. I remember, yeah, I remember as a personal trainer, you know, one of my hairstylists was like, oh yeah, you know, this job is like really hard on the body. And I'm like, girl, I'm a personal trainer. What are you talking about? You stand there all day. Like what? <laughs> and now as a hairstylist, I'm like, oh my goodness, it is so hard on the body. Like you need to take care of yourself. Otherwise you are going to break down. And I actually, I ended up doing that a couple of years ago. I think that's why, that's what actually fueled my passion for helping hairstylists take care of themselves behind behind the chair. Because there was a couple of years ago, um, I was just working too dang much. I was not taking care of myself. And like, I was a new mom. And so it was like, I was trying to balance work life and then you know just make like make sure all of my clients are happy and all this stuff and I was just doing too much and I ended up like ruining my I had to take a month off of work like I was I literally couldn't turn my neck I couldn't lift my arm like I was just my um I ended up basically having a bulge in c6 c7 and like having radiating like nerve pain down my arm my hand was going numb when I was doing hair I mean it was bad like it was like I couldn't turn my head I couldn't use my hand it was it was potentially the end of my career. Like I started looking into like sales reps positions for different hair care lines. Like I was about to literally like get out of the industry. And um, I ended up finding a doctor who was like, no, we're going to fix you. And I remember sitting in his office and crying and being like, no one else has like, like told me this. No one, like everyone else was just like, no, you need to stop doing hair. Like physical therapies, other doctors, like everyone was like, no, you need to stop doing hair. Like you need to stop. Like, you need to stop working out. You need to stop doing hair. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What doctor tells me I need to stop working out? That's insane. And this doctor told, yeah, right. I was like, exercise is good. Like, why would you tell me to stop? But anyways, um, so yeah, I was just, I was all fired up. And when, um, you know, this doctor basically agreed to help me and totally did. He got me through it. He rehabbed me. And now I'm back behind the chair. And my like fire is, I was like, a, this will never happen to me again. And B, I will not allow this to happen to other people. Like this could have all been prevented and avoided had I set boundaries around my schedule, had I set boundaries around my workout times and made sure that those happened, had I set boundaries around, you know, taking a lunch break, taking, you know, a time for myself, um, stretching at the end of the day, you know, just so many different things. Um, you know, so many little things really can be done in order to avoid injury and burnout. Yeah. So clearly I'm all fired up about it because I just want to yeah. <laughs> 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 
no, but it, it, it's so good and it's so important. And I think, I mean, I had my own burnout moment, but a lot of it did have to do with having kids and having this like very much need to like do it all. Like I can do it all. And I felt good. And because I, I was very fortunate to have a good, like easy pregnancy and an easy birth and an easy baby. So to speak, that doesn't mean I wasn't actually fucking exhausted all the time. And also you underestimate how much you hold that child. So I don't know if that happened like on one side or the other, like where you hold baby, but like, yeah, you're holding baby and you're already doing this all day. And then you're holding, you know, baby, however baby wants, because God forbid you like move it an inch the wrong way or put it in the different position and then the crying happens again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, but my body is destroyed, but I will stay full so this child will sleep. <laughs> please make the crying stop. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and then too, mine was after baby number two, and my baby number two is like a monster. He is huge. Like he is gonna grow up and be a linebacker. Like he is just huge. And so yeah, it was like after baby number two, I'm like doing this all the time with him. And then, you know, doing this with, you know, the foils and the blow dries and the cuts and the colors and all that jazz. And it was just too much. My body was like, nope. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I know when I had my son, I mean, I had a two-year-old at home. So all of my nap when they nap thing is out the window. That's not a thing anymore. You know, my water consumption turned to coffee, you know, and so I'm still like filtering that out and recovering from that two years later, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's so important that we take care of our bodies. And, you know, as awful as this shutdown was this year with everything going on, that like gift of time off because of what, you know, that's what the doctors will say about anything. Oh, just rest. Oh, just don't use it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) when's that supposed to happen you know and so I really really did see a difference in my body but I know you know I make a conscious effort to take more time I stopped double booking when I was pregnant that made a huge difference but I had to adjust my prices accordingly which was probably necessary way before that you know yeah Yeah. and so I, I remember seeing a lot of people being like I can't double book anymore how will I make my income it's like well I bet you can Find a, yeah. find a way for your future, you know, like, if you want to keep going like this, you have got to find a way to take care of yourself and take care of your body. Totally. And I love that you, you saw the, the shutdown, like, as a gift of time, because that's how I looked at it, too. Like, the first, I will totally admit, the first two weeks, I was like, vacation, what's that? Like, I was super almost excited to be like off of work, which is probably a sign that I was near burnout anyways. If I'm that excited that the whole country is shut down, I'm like, perfect. Um, But yes, then three months later, I was like, okay, enough of this. Like, but seriously, like my, you know, I had, I had the gift of time. I had the gift of time to really take care of my body, to feed it the proper nutrition, to, you know, drink all the water. And then I also had the time to like hang out with my kids, you know, that I, maybe didn't as much before because I was concentrating more on like work and like, you know, contacting my clients and like getting back to this and a message here and a a Facebook or an Instagram post there, you know, all the things, which through the lockdown made me also realize, okay, no, I need to, I need to better time block and allocate my time for like, okay, I do 
Instagram posts in the morning. I do, you know, this workout on this day. I, you know, pack my lunch the night before so that I have my food, you know, in my little fridge in my studio at work. You know, it was, it gave me the time to sit back and say, okay, when life returns, because when everyone said like, oh, get back to normal, get back to normal. And I'm like, actually, I don't want to really get back to normal 100%. Like I want to get back to normal, like a better version of normal. So what do I have to do in order for that to work? And so I, I literally just like mapped out like daily, excuse me, my daily routine and it's worked phenomenally, phenomenally for me. Yeah. I, I having just that time to like stop and think about what are my priorities. And I think also too, not that it was like fun, not having an income, but it really does like make you check yourself. Like, what do you really need to buy? What do you really need to spend on? And what do you right. enjoy doing or could delegate to somebody else? So like since then I've yes. hired a personal assistant, you know, and, and it's like, I turns out I can go without like, multiple trips to Target, you know, or like, because I don't need those things. I want time. I want time freedom. Yeah. I want somebody to help me with things that I hate doing, you know? Yes. And so it, that's been yeah. huge. Yeah. But planning, we, especially when you have kids, and even if you don't, like planning what your week looks like, just so that you can know, and then learning to just shift if you have to. Yeah. Yes, obviously. And, and I think life in general, and then especially when you have children, like you have to be flexible. You've got to shift like, because you can plan out. I mean, like I plan out my outfits I'm going to wear for the day for the entire week. Like I plan out like, you know, the night before I get, you know, the, my lunch ready, the boys lunch ready. Um, I get, I line up all of our masks cause they have to wear, they go to school, but they have to wear a mask at school. So like I have my masks laid out. Like I just have everything laid out. I've got the dog's leash right there because, you know, I have to clip the dog's leash on to get her in the truck to go to, you know, go to work. And cause I take her to work with me. And, sure. um, it's just all, cause, yeah. Cause we were the people that got the puppy during COVID, of course. <laughs> like who didn't? Yeah. Um, I, if anybody but, went in from COVID, it's the rescue dogs for sure. <laughs> I swear to goodness, like humans may have suffered a bit during COVID, but like dogs leveled up 100%. Right, for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like just planning everything out, like, and you can do that. But that what happened the other morning, I literally thought to myself, I'm like, oh, okay, well, th we're just going to have to go with this. Like one of the kids, I don't know, one of the kids threw up or I, it was something totally random. And I was like, what, where did that come? Okay. I guess we'll adjust and move on. Here we go. <laughs> like, yeah. The that dog had like had an accident. Oh, yeah, that's always fun. I know that yeah. everything happens like right as you're walking out the door. Like really always, always. Yeah. Now this yeah. morning, um, well, as we're recording today, it's Veterans Day, so no school. And yes. um, I actually live next door to my in-laws, and they are childcare on Wednesdays. And so I walked the kids next door and realized there are no cars here. No one's home. <laughs> and my daughter looks at me and she goes, Well, who's gonna babysit us then? <laughs> I'm like, that's a great question. That's a great question. Oh I don't know. Goodness. Maybe I'm locking you in a room upstairs while I take care of my clients. But I think, you know, I immediately like go into, okay, what do we do? I gotta start texting my clients. Maybe I can rearrange a few things. Maybe I can, you know, but you know, I never move my clients around. And I think like when I really, really need it, I don't feel like too weird about 
reaching out. Um, but I don't want to make a habit of it, obviously. And they came home eventually and it worked out after I like shifted some things, but it's just one of those yeah. things where like, okay, here we go. Yeah. But that's it too, like having the plan. So, okay, the plan is normally that, you know, Nana and Papa like babysit on Wednesdays, but like, okay, if that doesn't happen, what's the backup plan? And like having that backup. And then too, yeah, like the fact that, you know, if you rarely move your clients around, when you then reach out and you're like, I am so sorry, but like, I just have to do it. Like, I've got to put you, like, we have to, you know, change your appointment. Then they're totally cool with it. And they understand because they know that you're not a flake who does this all the time. Exactly. You know, they're not frustrated. They understand like, okay. And I, like, I've built a beautiful clientele full of a bunch of moms. And so if I'm like, yo, like, kiddo is sick they're like totally get it like just yeah. plug me in wherever you can yeah so yeah especially now with people working from home and kids being mobile or not or virtual and um everything's everything's changing so I think sure. we, you know we're definitely kind of in a roll with it mentality right now and I think it's a good thing really that kind of flex I think so I hope so I can see some of my clients that are kind of fighting it a little bit and I do notice maybe not just my clients just people in general can be fighting that a little bit and I I can like physically see like their their mental like struggle and their mental like breakdown and I'm like oh honey like no and again I go into my like my self-care stuff I'm like you gotta take care of you like what is gonna work best like let's switch that that let's have a little mental shift Mm-hmm. so that we can adjust things and just I mean literally I, to me kind of I mean 2020 yes like every you should always be um what's the word I'm looking for like trying to like thrive you know and like level up but I, I feel like 2020 is also just about survival and what do you have to do to survive and get through it and and ideally in like good <laughs> ways healthy ways I, yeah I, healthy ways yeah mm-hmm. maybe not drink like all of the wine I'm not saying you can't I'm not saying you can't have like a glass or two like every once in a while totally get it hey I support that I do it myself but like all the bottles all the time I don't know maybe we can (laughs) maybe we can go for a walk in I don't know yeah but no judgment no judgment again it's about survival we gotta do what we gotta do for sure, for sure. What would you say is something that you noticed, maybe like with coworkers or other stylists, do you have any pointers um, from like a physical standpoint of what people can do to maintain posture and ergonomics and that sort of thing? Just like a few big things that you notice often. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot of it is just we put ourselves in weird positions a lot. So my whole thing is... Um, I call it like a activate. So it's like, make sure that you're in alignment, i.e. your spine is like nice and neutral, like essentially keep your back straight and then activate the proper muscle groups. So like make sure that the muscle groups that kind of can pinch your shoulder blades down and back are activated because that is gonna keep your shoulders down and back as opposed to up here, right? If our shoulders are up by our earlobes, then we're gonna get a lot of like neck and upper back issues. If we flex our glutes, right, our big old booties, if we flex those, that's going to support where our, like, back meets our lower body, and that's going to help keep our back in alignment. If we pull our belly buttons in, activate our core, that's going to keep our back in alignment. So it's, it's literally just all about maintaining, like, neutral spine and flexing the right muscle groups in order to keep everything 
properly, you know, essentially just keep proper ergonomics. Same things too, like doing, not everyone can see the video, but like, yeah, yeah, it's having your like wrists bent all weird. You're going to end up with carpal tunnel. So when you're cutting, keep those elbows up, right? When you're blow drying, keep your wrists straight, like blow drying, blushing, everything. Just try and keep your wrist as straight as you can. So you're not you know, it's not bent at a weird angle, which will cause carpal tunnel. And I mean, there's just so many different things. It's all basically what it all boils down to is don't put your body in some weird wonky position. Like if you need to kneel on the floor to like do that haircut of that girl that has hair down to her low back, kneel on the floor, like don't bend over all crazy, you know, or have her stand up. You like kneel down so that your eye level with that hair so that again, you can keep your spine neutral. Don't hunch over and bend yourself into a question mark. Right. So many. And don't forget things. your chair goes up and down. <laughs> your chair goes up and down. Yep, that's what that I little pump like, is for. Yeah, <laughs> that was constantly me. And like, there's actually, oh yeah, and I'm sure it's sort of be like, oh yeah, I can move this. Right. So there bad. are times actually where I'll even get, and I'm not sure. I'm five six and a half, but there are times where maybe I'm doing like balayage and I'm like way up on top of the you know, on top of their, if they're tall and I'm trying to get like on that top section, you know, in that top mohawk section there, if I can't reach it, girl, I will bust out a step stool. Like I'm not afraid to look like a dork so that I will save my body because I would rather look like the dork standing on a step stool. Although actually, I don't even know if it's dorky. Sometimes people are like, Ooh, what is she doing over there? (laughs) She's all up on a step stool. Cool. (laughs) Right. She's taking this serious what's going on it's like attention grabbing so yeah I must admit I've asked um clients to slouch as well (laughs) like and that's totally fine yeah or even if I'm like maybe foiling like their front like bang section or something I'm like okay can you and I will stand in front of them and I'm like okay can you sit up nice and tall and then lean towards me and they just sit up nice and tall they lean towards you and then that puts their forehead like right towards you so you're not bending over and like straining Mm -hmm. your low back because them sitting in that position for 15 minutes is so much better than me ruining my back. Day in and day, day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to have an overuse injury. So smart. And then uh, something to take care of ourselves at home. Oh my gosh. Uh, number one thing, get enough sleep. Like, honestly, like that's when your repairs um so trying to get enough sleep having a regular bedtime um having a regular up, uh, wake up time and then when you wake up I always my re- morning routine is I start my day with like gratitude so I like list five things that I'm like grateful for um it can be people it can be things it can be the weather it can be the fact that I even open my eyes in the morning like whatever just start the day with gratitude and start your day off on a positive note um and just gets you in the right mindset um, then I go downstairs and I drink a big glass of water because water hydration is so important, not only for our body, but for our brain. And if you've got some crazy, you know, formulations coming at you later in the day, like you need your brain to be working and firing on all cylinders. Um, and then I always do some sort of movement, whether it's hopping on the Peloton, whether it's doing a strength training workout in my garage, or even just like stretching. Some days I'm just like, my body's tired. You got to listen to your body. Sometimes my body's tired. I don't have like the energy to do like a workout. So I will, you know, stretch or meditate. Um, and then, you know, you can get into the rest of your day. 
but really it's just kind of taking that time for you sometimes in fact they all got to the other the other night my boy I've got two little boys they're four and a half and six and they just I mean that plus a puppy is my house is chaos right and I was just <laughs> kind of over it and so I looked at my husband I'm like can you watch them I'm like I'm gonna go upstairs and fold laundry so I go and I fold laundry in our room while watching like the cheesy like Christmas Hallmark movies it was like the best evening I could have given myself was just sitting there like watching these movies like my self-care that day was Hallmark Christmas movies and it was fantastic I think so yeah that's such good advice because it doesn't have to be like meditating on a lotus flower doing this amazing workout or whatever like Netflix can be self-care <laughs> It can totally yeah. like it, it, not it always, not, you know, but, it, yeah. not always. Yeah, not always. Uh, you know, sometimes it's coloring, like those adult coloring mm-hmm. books. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody had to give in my children one of those ad- adult coloring books that was actually it was like unicorns farting or something so silly. <laughs> but like, it was it's re- every once in a while it's really fun to like color unicorns farting. I don't know. Like, you choose you figure out what works for you. Right. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes it's doing your own nails. Sometimes it's reading a trashy romance novel. Like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever and everyone's going to be different. So, like, no judgment on what you think you should do or shouldn't do. Because what you need is going to be different than what I need. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's going to, you know, your local coffee shop instead of making your own coffee at home. Whatever. Yeah, like whatever brings you joy. Yes, whatever brings you joy, makes you feel good, and just makes you feel like you've had a moment to quote unquote treat yourself and like make you feel like an important person or a like like you're quote unquote worth it. That's all that matters. That's all it takes. Perfect. Where can people find you on social media? Oh my goodness. Well, my self-care page is selfcare.stylist. Um, and then my hair page is, um, oh gosh, what's my hair page? charliebee.hair.artistry. Perfect. And I'll link it below. And then what are you offering stylists right now if we, people wanted to work with you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm doing like self-care. Yeah. I'm doing self-care coaching. Um, right now I just launched a little, um, like, five steps to avoid holiday burnout. Totally just like a little free PDF. You give me your email, I'll just email it to you. Um, Otherwise, starting soon, I will be doing um, self-care coaching programs where it's like an eight to 12 week program. And we go through, there's different modules. Every week we concentrate on something different, whether it's, you know, your morning routine, whether it's exercise or nutrition, or it's setting boundaries and, you know, adjusting your work schedule to make sure that you're not, you know, spending too much time at work or that you're charging appropriately, that thing. Um, it's just basically kind of a step-by-step program to get you into like an ideal, not only mindset, but lifestyle and schedule so that you don't burn out. I love it. And it comes, but go ahead. I was just gonna, I was gonna say, it comes with like a bunch of different like little workout videos and stuff as far as like form with a shampoo bowl or form, um, uh, you know, a behind the chair styling, that sort of thing. So like what you can do in the salon to help your body. I love that. And it really is so important because if you don't see that you've been doing it wrong, sometimes you just don't adjust because we're just used to like, I guess this is what my body feels like shit, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I guess yeah. I just always have low back pain. Like, no, you don't have to. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all this information with us. 
oh my gosh thank you so much for having me it was a blast we'll see you on the next episode thank you so much for tuning into this episode if you liked it and i know you did please don't forget to leave a five-star review I love hearing from other stylists, so take a screenshot of the episode and tag me in it at Mindful Hair by Emily. If you have a story to share and would like to be on a future episode, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. We'll see you guys next Monday with more Stories with Stylists.